This is the Ezra Podcast. I'm getting to this a little bit late today. I'm running a little bit late. It's 11.50 as we speak. And uh, I have work tomorrow, but, but, you know, you you get an argument on Twitter and you got to finish it. It's just, that's just the rules. That's the rules I live by, at least. If I get an argument on Twitter, I'm going to lose or win, but it's going to, it's going to get resolved that day too. Not like we're prolonging this bad boy. No, no, it's going to resolve that day. I'm not a lot of guys. I'm not a guy let it go with the scorecards either. Like I either get knocked out or I, I knock someone out. That's just the way it is. That's I'm going to live my life. I'm boxing Twitter that way, but we have a interesting fight weekend. I, I don't want to say big fight weekend, but it's a, it's a good fight weekend, right? This is a, a boxing fans fight weekend. I think. I'm trying to think of what's the first fight that we should start off with. Should we go in order of the day it actually happens? Yeah, we could do that. Let's go with Shakur Stevenson. Make sure I got the right thing here. There you go right there. Shakur Stevenson versus Robson Concepcion. Concepcion? Concepcion. I practiced that before I said but I got in the pocket. I don't think I just uh, tried to free... Uh, uh, just do a shootout right now from the hip. I didn't. Robson Conceicao. And Conceicao is, to me, the most physically gifted fighter the Shakur's ever fought. That's really saying something. Shakur doesn't have the deepest resume. Um, he does have Valdez on there. I, th- I think that's a good win. He does have Jamal Herring. At the point of where Jamal Herring was, he just knocked out Frampton. I think that's a, I think that's all, I think it's a pretty good win as well. I think the Valdez one is the one that's going to go, that is a notable win for Shakur. I don't think this would be a notable win for Shakur, but I think it's a very interesting fight. I think it's a very interesting matchup. I think that this could either bring out the best of Shakur or the worst. I don't think there's going to be much middle ground in this fight. I don't think we're going to say, um, you know, he was entertaining in that round and then he was entertaining the other. Or I wish he would have did this more. I think you're going to see what he uh, his strategy is. This kind of going to be rinse repeat. I, I don't think Shakur Stevenson, I have my doubts whether he can be like, a guy that becomes an aggressive fighter. I don't think he has that mentality to be an aggressive fighter. I think that if he can, obviously he's overskilled on someone, like what he has been kind of like coming up the rankings, then yeah, then obviously the, he could show some things. But against a guy like Robson, who he's going to be more skilled than, but he, I don't like his, his physical abilities aren't a wide enough gap to where he's willing to take the chances in the fight to go with the finish. So I don't expect the finish in this fight. I actually expect kind of an interesting matchup. Now, Robson's going to have to come forward in this fight. But that's more or less his style. It's more or less his style is kind of uh, intelligent pressure, I guess. Uh, using his speed, his um, athletic ability to get in, to to land his shots. Now, he he kind of, he like, does like the combination, but he does get wild with his combinations. He does lose his defense when he, combina- when he does his combos. He's not a guy that really is mixing in his defense and offense very well. Now, when he wants to fight defensively, he, he kind of uses his leg movement, uses upper body, but it, it's, it's not the most technical and it's not the most, um, you know, clean and sharp to transition to offense. Sorry, my mic got unplugged. It's very sensitive, very sensitive mic. Um, so in this fight, he's gonna have to come forward. But he, if he pushes his work rate, which I've, I've seen him, you know, kind of do before, where he punches the combinations and he looks to score, it could get very interesting because he might have Shakur 
be defensive the whole fight. He might have Shakur uh, turtle up. And Shakur doesn't like giving a fighter anything, right? And even the points of the Jamal Herring fight, I mean, they're subtle, right? You have to, that's why you watch the fights and you watch them all the way through because there's just subtle things you're going to learn for uh, fights ahead. It was, Jamal Herring never had a chance to win that fight, but there was a point where he did kind of say, I'm going to kind of try to go for it. And Shakur went straight defensive at that point. It, it was maybe the chance to Shakur to really make him pay for opening up, but he didn't. He went more defensive in that small little glimpse. I saw that. I think Robson could keep Shakur home. Now, Robson could be countered very uh, very easily by Shakur because, like I said, when he punches the combinations, he just lets them flow, and he just, just completely forgets about defense. And you could counter um, with Shakur's right hook. will be there all day to counter the, to counter uh, Robson off his off his left hook. So it's really going to be a mentality thing. I think that this fight early on will be competitive. I think that Robson maybe is not going to land a lot, but he's going to be putting on Shakur's arms. He's going to be the one active. And maybe that'll lead, could, he could lead to, you know, some of the conversations like, well, he's actually the one, you know, trying to push the fight. And I, I see that people are score fights in very strange ways that not other than just clean punches. They use a lot like ring generalship or they use, um, you know, just all these terms that, you know, the uh, fight IQ or uh, effective aggressiveness. If, if he can get a few judges are going to score like that, then and he, and he could push the pace. It, it, the score could possibly get interesting. I think that as the fight goes on, I think Robson will kind of slow down. It won't be as effective. I think Shakur will, to me, win majority of the rounds early and win them all late. I think it'll be defense. I don't think it'll be like people's favorite performance by him. But I know that his shots are going to land clean and Robson's aren't. Robson's going to come short. They're going to be on the arms. But I don't think Shakur has the power, if he's not going to fully apply his game and fully put punches together, to deter Robson from coming forward or to really make Robson pay where he could put him out, right? I think it's going to take a work rate for Shakur to do that. I don't think Shakur's going to offer that in this fight. Now, like I said, it could be good, it could be bad. The counterpunching is there, right? If we, if he chooses to trade a little bit of Robson, his shots are going to get there cleaner. And like I said, they're going to, they're good. the openings will be there for him and it will be a little bit more risky, but it's not like Robson is a, a, a uh, uh, extremely hard hitter, one punch knockout guy, because he just isn't. That's just not the case. So, like I said, he has a chance to get hit more, but it's not like this guy could put you to sleep. Like maybe Valdez could do with his left hook. I, I'm gonna say that we're not gonna see that occur this fight. I think you're gonna see the defensive one. I think he'll pick up his shots more late when Robson slows down, doesn't have the same offensive output. But early on, I think it's going to be Robson chasing a little bit. I think he's going to be working off his arms. And it's going to be Shakur landing the cleaner shots, the more ooh shots, but in very, very, uh, very seldom and in between. I think it'll lead to, you know, like I said, it's going to lead to a conversation of like, I think people will be frustrated with Shakur because I, I, I noticed that Shakur, people are critical of him. Uh, they're not the biggest fan of his style. Um, a lot of guys that, it, and I know he has comparisons to Floyd Mayweather. I think the difference is that people remember Floyd Mayweather when he was going and putting people to sleep, and he was when he was a lightweight. He was taking people out. 
he was a you know he, when he had uh, the physical gifts above you or he was more skilled than you he would really apply it to you he would for, force it down your throat so he you would see all these moments where just like offensively it was just too much I still think that's Shakur's mentality. A lot of the mentality makes a fighter. I know people want to say, oh, you just should do this. It's like, if it's not in your mentality, it's just not going to happen. I don't think it's Shakur's mentality it is to be aggressive like that or to match fire power with firepower. It's just not it. He's a defensive guy. His, the, his, to me, his best traits and his best uh, skill and his best uh, move in boxing is his back step. He has one of the fastest, most balanced back steps in boxing. I think you're going to see a lot of it. Um, on Friday, remember this fight. This card is on Friday. Uh, you're gonna see a lot of that Friday night. I don't see. I don't see a stoppage in this fight. I see Shakur taking a unanimous decision, and I, I think Robson is gonna put a, a a decent performance for himself. I think that you he's gonna be aggressive. I think he's gonna look to take chances, and he might even be able to say, "Oh, you know, well, he didn't want to fight. I was pushing the fight. He was not trying to fight." It might be one of those things. I think it's a very interesting matchup, though. I think especially just because, you know, when you start fighting guys with more physical gifts and the amateur pedigree that Robson has, you know, it, it gets more interesting, right? It, 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 you start fighting guys with, that could, you know, you're not, when you're coming up, especially Shakur's coming up, and he's fighting these guys that are way, way less in skill and way less in ability, right? So it's... He's not dealing with someone like a match of speed. He's not dealing with someone that has this experience in the ring, um, the knowledge, the explosion, all those things he does not dealing with. Now, maybe he this guy is doesn't have the skill he has, but he can match him a physical ability in so, uh, some way, right? In some things, and he, he's faster. It's, it is it's something different. It's it's something that we have to see Shakur deal with. So I do think this ends up being an interesting matchup. When I was not interested in it before. Also remember, Casesa was robbed. Um, a lot of people believe by in the Valdez fight. So maybe he just was the one that should have fought him when uh, Shakur fought Valdez. And people were excited about that fight. If this guy, if you, people feel that he won the fight against Valdez, then you should be kind of excited for this fight. I think it's very interesting. But now we go to the Saturday fight, which I think that people are kind of excited for this fight. I think this fight is kind of generating a little bit of buzz. And this is Joe Joyce versus Joseph Parker. It's a heavyweight belt. And these are two guys that are trying to get their name in there with the top guys. So then that by the top guys, I mean Usyk, Fury, Joshua, and Wilder. And I think the winner of this fight does enter that conversation and would start being considered a name to be thrown in with those guys. Now, Joseph Parker, who's a guy that I've never really been real high on. I've always thought that, you know, he had the physical gifts that you could see this, you know, it's not often to see a heavyweight that's that fast and flows his offense that well, right? But it was always in spurts. He would have a good moment for one guy, then the next fight would be terrible, and then you fight a guy really lower level than him, and he wouldn't show that. He wouldn't show that he's superior to them. He just wouldn't do that, right? Then he has fights like with Andy Ruiz that ages well, that, that win ages well. But then he has the... Joshua fight where he's competitive in that fight. It's like interesting. It's like, oh, I want to see this guy more. And then he fights uh, White in a great fight back and forth, but he loses, right? It was a clear on scorecards. He did too much, too little, too late. And you, he has a performance, which is Zoro, the first one, which I thought 
I mean, I thought it really was a disaster for him. I thought that that fight was meant for him to win. The UC Chisora is just dead tired, but Joseph Parker himself is dead tired. He, he's not flowing with his offense. He's not consistent. They have the rematch, and you start seeing what you want to see from Joseph Parker, right? We should looking to see that he could be active. He he could um, not have to take so many breaks. He could be more consistent in the rounds. Now, I don't think Joseph Parker is the, 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 the most ring IQ. I think he's a lot of uh, ability and a lot of reaction, and he doesn't really dictate the fight. He kind of just reacts to what the fight that's happened. And that's very interesting versus a guy like Joe Joyce. Now, let's get to Joe Joyce, who is the juggernaut. He is the greatest chin in boxing right now. He's slow and steady, looking to break you down with slow shots. He's been compared to the older George Foreman. I think that there's, there's something there with that. I think I truly believe he's past his prime. And I, I, it's funny because I was just talking about Triple G and how I didn't like that argument that when Triple G fought Canelo, he was past his prime. The, the third one, yes. I'm talking about the first two. I like the argument because from what I've seen of Triple G in, uh, let's say I, I went 10 years back, right? You, what, you, what I've seen in that fight, it wasn't anything that was telling me that he was a lesser fighter. Now, maybe not in his physical prime, right? But that doesn't mean that's when you're best is when you're at physical prime because you have to have the knowledge and know how, how to apply the skill to use your physical prime in the correct way. I, I believe Joe Joyce is out of his physical prime. That's what I mean. Maybe his knowledge and everything is probably best ever been, but his physical prime, he's definitely on, uh, on the downside of it. If you don't believe me, look him up on YouTube. Look up his stuff where he's with PBC. He just, you know, he doesn't have, he's already never a fast fighter, but he definitely lost a little speed on. But it might not matter, honestly. It might not matter. Because, like I said, Joe Joyce's best ability is his chin. His steady work, his come forward, his jab. He could break your face apart with his jab. He did it to Daniel Dubois. And in a fight like this where Parker's just going to react and Joe Joyce is just going to come forward, I think there's going to be some very, very, very fun uh, trades in this fight. I think there's going to be some very fun flurries in this fight. I think it's going to be Parker letting everything go because he's always going to Joe Joyce is always going to be arranged. He's always going to be hittable. He's not, you know, he's not no some defensive master. No, he's there. And the one thing Joe Joyce is good, he's good at keeping his range. But the reason why he's so good at keeping his range is because he's not worried about getting hit. Like he stays in a punchable range, but he's only caring about that. He has the range enough for his shots. Now, I don't expect Parker to put on some boxing masterclass. It's not his, not his style. He can move around the ring. I'm not saying he's not going to move around the ring, but it won't be too, um, you know, it, he'll move around the ring as just pure reaction. It's not going to be to setting traps or anything like that. He's going to react when you're in his punching range. He's got to throw shots. And he's going to flurry with them. And Joe Joyce is going to punch in between those. And what I would compare fighting Joe Joyce is like a tsunami. Or a mudslide. And a lot of times when people don't expect what happens and you get jacked up the most from a mudslide or a tsunami is the debris it's bringing. And that's what Joe Joyce is doing. He's coming forward to you. And that's the wave, right? That's tsunami. But he's hitting you with these slow and steady and heavy shots. And that's the debris. And they're coming from wide. They're coming low. They're coming high. And you, you, you the forward range pressure, what I always talk about, the range pressure, the guy's just putting pressure on you. You don't even have to do anything. He's just in your range. 
That's what Joe Joyce is doing. But also why he's doing the range pressure, because he's keeping a good range, but he's still in your range. He's hitting you with all this debris, and it breaks you down. It, it, it breaks down everyone. Now, Joseph Parker has never been stopped. And this is a guy that, like I said, has been there with Andy Ruiz, Anthony Joshua, Julian White, Chisora. You've never been stopped. I don't think he can, he's going to get stopped in this fight. And I think maybe that will be a surprise to people. I don't think he gets stopped in this fight. I actually think he's going to be up on the scorecards in this fight. What I think is going to cost him, and it might be similar to what we saw with Andy Ruiz, Luis Ortiz fight. I think he's going to get dropped multiple times in this fight. I think he gets going to get dropped in the middle of the fight. I think he gets dropped late. I think late, it's more on survival. I think he's going to be broken up a little bit late. But I think there's a good chance he wins the majority of the rounds. I think this is going to be very close on the scorecards. Like, I'm going to take Joe Joyce to win on the scorecards due to the knockdowns that I'm assuming he's going to get. I'll take him on, on the scorecards. But I think Parker's going to go rounds here. And I think it's going to be a very good fight, especially the first half in the middle. I think this the um the the, the last part of this fight, the, the rounds nine through twelve is it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for uh Parker. It's gonna be you know a lot of surviving I think a lot of holding a lot of movement but I think early on I think you're gonna get a very entertaining fight with Joe Joyce coming forward using the jab but also you know with Parker reacting Joe Joyce We'll try to, you know, use some head movement and react off of that, counter off that to the body. And, you know, he could take the almost the same strategy he took against uh, Dubois, where, you know, Dubois would flurry with uh, giant combos and powerful punches. And Joe Joyce would kind of look to ride him and candle between them. And he would slow and steady. I, that's what's going to be. And it's going to be Parker reacting to it. And it's going to be an insane pace early. Uh, some in interesting trades. And you're going to see if Parker could hold up. Because if Parker could hold up, and he could finally get over that hump against Joe Joyce, I think that, I mean, what a victory that would be. And it'd be really against a guy that is possibly, a, would be a nightmare for Parker in the past. Because this would be a guy that would just drain him. He wouldn't be able to, if Parker could stay consistent through rounds and stay active through the whole fight enough to win the scorecards. And, and avoid the getting dropped and avoid those things, those pitfalls that he had, especially in the white fight. Well, I, th I think that that would be, it'd be a testament to his trainer, Andy Lee. It really would. The fact that this uh, combo of them two really works if he could get that win. And he would also, you know, if he wins that fight, it'd be a very interesting opponent in a rematch for Anthony Joshua, if we're being honest. that It'd be a very interesting opponent for Anthony Joshua. Now, if Joyce wins, he'd be very interesting for anyone. He'd be very interesting for Tyson Fury. He'd be very interesting for Usyk, who he did fight in like an amateur uh, fight before. He'd be very interesting for Wilder. That's the one I want to see because I want to see Wilder's power versus Joe Joyce's chin. I, 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 if I could, any fantasy matchup right now in boxing, just to, if I just had to pick why, what two elements are most interesting, it's Joe Joyce's chin versus Wilder's power. I really want to see that. I'm really interested to see what their styles look like when they match together. I, that's my dream. I I, I know that I, sometimes there's just things in boxing that just would take too much to make 
uh, make happen or make sense. This is one of them, just promotional wise, and they're just so far apart from each other. I really would love to see that matchup, though. I just need to see one. It's with the immovable objects. Can it stop an unstoppable force? That's really what that is. I, I really want to see that. Like I said, I'm picking Joe Joyce decision very close. I'm picking Shakur a uh, wider decision, but a competitive fight. And I, I think we're going to have uh, a, a good weekend of boxing. I think we, we are. We're going to leave with some good storylines and some good things to talk about. Also watch Amanda Serrano on the undercard of the Joe Joyce Parker fight. Um, she is, you know, she's one of the best women boxers in the world in the women's boxing that is growing and getting better. And the talent infused is just getting better and better. And the matchups are getting bigger. And she's a very interesting person to watch, especially with the Bumgarner and Meyer fight, uh, Mayer fight coming. And the, maybe the Katie Taylor rematch. There's a lot of interesting matchups for her. to. Uh, so this is a good fight to watch too. Thank you guys for listening. This has been the Ezra Pot.